Have you ever felt that for every benefit social media brings to your life and your business, there's so many more downsides than you realized? And yet, as a small online business owner, you feel trapped by it. Surely there has to be another way. Welcome to episode 28 of the content download, Social Media. Could your small online business survive or even thrive without it? On the inside, really you're a change maker, a trailblazer, a dream chaser, sometimes a bit of a troublemaker, because it's hard to shine your light when you're stuck inside a box. You're a spiritually curious, creative thinker who only wants to do meaningful work that's going to have a positive impact on the world. It's time to find your voice and stop hiding your light. Showing up online, creating powerful content, and living out your purpose as a thought leader can feel intimidating, but it doesn't have to be scary, and you don't have to do it alone. I'm on a mission to help you create content with a heartbeat, to find your voice so you can start consciously communicating your soul work and send it out into the world with impact. Because if you can dream it, It is meant for you. In fact, it's already done. I'm Kate Butler-Ross, and this is the Content Download. Social media is probably one of the most vital business and marketing tools you have as a small online business. For me, it's been amazing. It gave me access to communities that not only helped me learn the business of business, but also contained the people who would become my first clients and my coaches and my mentors and my friends. But in recent months, particularly, I've started to feel more and more that for every benefit social media brings to my life and business, there's a massive downside. The distraction, the pressure to be constantly on, not to mention the triggers, the comparisonitis, the drama, the addiction, the overwhelm, and the toxicity. And recently I've been feeling it and found myself dreaming of ways where I could step away from all of that and still grow my business outside of the social media space. And when I first started vocalizing this thought to friends and family, they basically all echoed what I was already thinking. Are you crazy? But I have long warned against forgetting that social media is a tool and not your actual business. And this is something I do have to keep reminding myself of anyway. And so I began seriously wondering what would less or no social media actually be like and mean for my small business? My first thought was, well, I'd obviously grow slower. But when I actually looked into that assumption a little bit more, I realized that was not only untrue, but could actually mean quite the opposite. And so if you've been toying with this idea, but kind of shoving it aside because you think social media is the fastest or the only way to get the success you are after, keep on listening. So here's how it all really started for me. It was um, like many people... I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. If you've not seen it, it's a documentary that interviews the founders of social media, um, the people who helped develop aspects of of platforms like Facebook and Instagram, and uncovered um, some pretty shocking, but perhaps not surprising truths behind the effect social media has on our lives, our brains, our our children, our habits, and actually how it's been designed to encourage some of those more negative behaviors to perpetuate. And as someone who is not quite a digital native, but who is from that kind of in-between generation, I think we're called Xennials, who grew up with 
analog, um, kind of in the eighties and and nineties, but also was an early adopter of things like social media. Um, this kind of realization came as a huge wake up call for me. I always knew that kind of social media had the potential to have a negative effect on my life. Um, but this really kind of spelt it out and I couldn't ignore it really. And my first thoughts were of my kids. How could I protect them from this thing? Because running an online business, I was certainly not modeling healthy behaviors when it came to my own social media use. And then suddenly, instantly, my defense mode kicked in. Well, it's not my fault. I teach content. You know, I'm an online business. Social media is the only way. And then I caught myself and I thought, well, actually, who said it was the only way? Me? I know it's not the only way. And anyway, life happens and you carry on. But this was still kind of buzzing at the back of my mind. And I started to notice things and I started to notice the kind of the shift happening. And I noticed when Angel Quintana, who's somebody I follow, Holistic Fashionista, she moved her community off mainstream social media and onto Mighty Networks. Um, She still had a basic presence on Instagram, but the intention, I believe, was to spend less time on there because it didn't fit with her values. And then earlier this year, one of my other favorite entrepreneurs, Leonie Dawson, she did the same, but she announced her departure from social media completely. She said she didn't know if it would be forever, but for now, that's what she was planning on doing. And my head was turned again and I wondered, how? How could they do this? Surely it would damage their growth or was it just that they had such huge email lists that they could sustain this and still grow? But the more I dug into this knee-jerk reaction that I'd had, the more I had to admit that I had been totally brainwashed into believing that social media was the only business tool for marketing your business. I don't know by who, by myself, by Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know. But I had, you know, I had allowed myself to to get stuck in this way of thinking. And yet here I am teaching content, which I know is about so much more than just social media. You know, social media is just one platform, one traffic source, well, there's many platforms, but it's only one medium and it's only one type of traffic source. And it challenged me to start thinking, well, if I'm serious about the benefits I believe leaving social media would have on my life, my time, my mental health, how could this actually work for me and my business? And the first thing I did, oh, the irony, was go into some Facebook groups I'm part of and on my personal feed as well, ask the question, who here is growing their business without social media? And essentially I got crickets. I was on social media. Um, so maybe that's why, but I did get a few comments of people saying, not really sure. The closest I got was, yes, I have, um, have no presence at all on my social media channels, but I do get clients by networking online, which to me didn't count. And so I carried on with my research and following Leonie, Leonie Dawson's journey on her email list, because that's where she was staying in touch with me. And on her recommendation, I read the book, Deep Work by Cal Newport, the premise of which is basically that because of the distractions of modern life, social media being a major one, few of us are actually ever able to get into that zone that allows us to really create that powerful work, that deep work that, you know, that we would we could become known for, you know, we have been, we're being held back from creating our intellectual legacy, if you like. And 
reading this um, was an absolute light bulb moment for me. Um, and, and the whole book is basically talking about how you can do that deep work anyway in the face of a distracted world. And it absolutely spoke volumes because as I've just said, you know, as someone who did not grow up with social media, but who definitely embraced it as a young woman, I can see the shift in my creativity, a shift in my productivity as well. And I have no doubt that if social media um, had not come on the scene and played the part in my life that it has in growing my business, um, you know, because my focus has been so, so focused on, you know, being on there, being present, growing, growing my audience there. I have no doubt that I would would have fulfilled um, the only dream I ever have really ever had. And that was to write books. And, um, you know, the irony is I've helped four people write their books, but actually never finish mine um, because it felt like an indulgence. And, um, you know, and the main reason really is, is because I've been so distracted because it felt more important to be showing up and building my online presence online, my, my presence online being, being visible and building an audience there. And I'm not knocking that at all. But I'm saying it was really interesting to realize that when you choose one thing, you say no to something else. And then in my case, it had definitely be, been saying no to kind of creating that kind of legacy work that, I, that I've always wanted to do. Because things like writing a book is legacy content, what I would call legacy content. You know, your podcast, you know, something like this could be legacy content. It's the kind of content that you put real depth and thought into that becomes this amazing um, calling card for everything that you stand for. And that is so powerful. Um, you know, that can build your no like and trust and authority in a way that, you know, a year's worth of social media posts couldn't. So, you know, that was one of the realizations I had. And the other thing I'd been mulling over was kind of looking at my own membership, Fearless Content, which teaches people how to grow their businesses through content. And, you know, I go, went back to kind of the main thing I teach, you know, providing people with three things, the message they sh- that they want to be sharing, the actual content that they're creating that's going to kind of communicate all of this and the traffic. And I realized that the most powerful ways of growing my audience outside of ads, really, probably the most powerful ways, even more than ads, have been through collaboration and guest experting. So um, kind of going into other people's platforms and sharing my value with their audiences. And neither of those required posting on Facebook or Instagram every day. You know, those things are things that I could have done without that. And then I thought about some of the trainings inside the membership that are all about driving traffic, um, you know, SEO trainings to help your, you know, your blog or your website get seen. Um, growing your business through podcasting is something that I think is a really powerful way of doing it. You know, I've got my podcast for this very reason. And then of course, you know, my background, which is magazines, so PR and getting in the media, these are all really powerful ways of reaching more people, which again, aren't, you know, dependent on having a social media present and being visible all the time and, um, you know, being a slave to every single ping and like. And, um, and of course, you know, all of this, these people that you're reaching, you know, they don't then just sit in a kind of followers list on Facebook. 
they are going to be funneled to your email list because that's going to be the way that they can stay in contact with you. And those names, those emails you will own and they're protected. And that's again, you know, a basic premise of, of what I teach with my content. And I realized even though I knew these things were available to me, because it's a lot of what I teach, I still had this fearful response at the prospect of leaving the social media fold. And that scared me even more. And, you know, then as a nice little kind of sum up of this story. I then, having been on this little journey, saw a post in a group I'm in with someone asking, not had anyone done this, not had anyone grown their business without social media, but did anyone else want to do it? And the response she had was huge. She was flooded responses of, from people saying, yes, I want to do this. I don't know how to do it. And I realized that I wasn't the only one who had been kind of blocked into thinking this. Um, but there are ways, there, there are so many ways. And it's really committed me to look for these other ways and to start sharing them with you guys as well. Because I think it's, you know, whether you decide that you want to stay on social media and I still haven't decided whether I, you know, would definitely leave or whether I would only partly leave or I'd just um, tone down my my presence. Um, I think it's something that we all should explore. Um, and, you know, if this is something that's interesting to you, please come on over to the Content Download Podcast Facebook group um, and kind of share, share your thoughts with me because I'd love to know what you're thinking. Um, now, what does this mean for me? Well, I am at the very beginning of this journey and I'm just kind of st- sharing with you here, like my thought processes and where it's come, come from and like my aha moments about it, just in case it helps you. And, you know, I'm not going to be closing down my social media feeds anytime soon because, you know, I need to get other infrastructures in place and working for me. Um, but I am very aware that there are those infrastructures, um, that I can set up, um, and they could easily replace, this for me. It really, you know, they could, you know, my podcast and guest experting and, um, you know, book writing and setting up a book funnel. These are all things that I'm exploring and know will definitely be part of my, um, my strategy going forward. The one thing that has occurred to me is I do think there is an element of trust that comes when people are able to see and find you on these kind of well-known mainstream social media channels and see, um, a history of you there. Um, but you know, I do think a way around that is using them as maybe a holding space to funnel, um, you know, where you share what other content you're creating there and funnel people over to, over to it, whether it's your podcast or your blog. Um, you know, it's a bit what my Facebook group does at the moment. It funnels people over here to the podcast. Um, and, um, yeah. So, you know, I think there's a place for that. And, you know, that's of course something that you could delegate and get an assistant to be sharing and resharing your, your content. There are other platforms, which I think are less addictive and have less of the negative elements, um, that come with some of the more social social media platforms, you know, things like Pinterest, I think, you know, it's more like a a search engine. And, you know, I think that's a great way of sharing your, you know, that kind of, uh, signature content, you know, things like blog posts and, and, um, and, uh, podcast episodes and, and legacy content, things like books and, um, video series and courses and stuff, um, that we're creating. And, um, so that's definitely something that I am going to be looking into and exploring. Um, but what this has made me realize above all, and I hope has made you realize too, 
is that there is another way. And if you're blindly feeling the negative effects of running a business on social media and thinking there is no other way, I want you to stop and realize that there is. And I also want you to take a step back and ask yourself, you know, what would I be creating if I didn't have the distraction of social media? What kind of legacy content could I be creating if I wasn't having to create and show up and engage on social media every single day? What could that mean for my business? I just would like you to ask the question. Um, and yeah, and I would really love to know what, what you guys think about this. The other thing that's occurred to me is that I wonder whether knowing that you were going to shift and move away from social media could actually force you to have more impact and explore more powerful ways and intentional ways of being seen. Um, because it is really easy. I mean, I talk a lot about not hiding, <laughs> not hide, don't hide, um, online. And I know people, um, you know, use, uh, the online space, the, the social media space to shine, but it's also a really great place to hide and blend in. Whereas if you were intentionally exploring other ways of being seen, getting visible, reaching more people, you are probably going to have to um, embrace avenues which do not allow you to play small, where you have to put yourself out there, where you have to pitch yourself and, um, you know, speaking on stages at events, putting yourself forward for the media, you can't play small, you can't um, hide when you're doing those things. And, you know, I wonder whether the question is worth asking, whether when you're focusing all your efforts into being present and visible on social media, whether it is a safe space in which you can hide. And it is maybe an excuse not to pursue those other more um, perhaps scary um, ways of putting yourself out there, which actually could have a much more powerful impact. So those are my thoughts on this. Um, I would love to know how you feel about it. Please, if you're not part of the Content Download podcast Facebook group, please head on over, join and, um, and let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know your thoughts on this, how you feel about social media. You know, do, do you find that it has a negative impact on, on your work or your creation or your mental health? Would you like to find ways of, um, you know, creating content and sharing content and marketing your business without social media? Or is it something that you would, you know, that you love and you're horrified at the thoughts of it, you know, all, all views are welcome and I'd love to hear and start the debate. Um, yeah. So just head on over to the Facebook group. You can grab the um, link over in the show notes. And I do appreciate the irony here of the subject of this matter and the fact that I am funneling you towards my Facebook group, but let me know your thoughts. Um, cause it's a great way to connect with you there. And don't forget if you enjoyed this episode, um, to subscribe if you haven't already. And I'd also really appreciate it if you could rate and leave a little review too. Thanks so much for listening.